October 30th. It was, it were endless to dispute upon everything that is disputable. William Penn, a statement, a statement frequently heard in OA, I resigned from the debating society. Debate is possible on virtual everything subjected under the sun. Do I want to spend the rest of my life arguing about the right and wrong way to proceed on everything from higher power to food plans? If someone insists on practice practices that seems wrong to me, I have a number of options called group conscience, go to another meeting, give up graciously. For today, I am an OA, I am, excuse me, I am an OA for to recover from compulsive overeating, not to debate. I'm Ann H., a recovering overeater. Lived a life of anxiety and control to protect myself from the fears within. That was my life prior to OA. I learned very early that hard work and push through kept me moving forward and the people in my life happy. I did what was expected to not make waves, but deep inside, I was filled with anxiety and fear. I didn't know what to do with these emotions, nor did I feel worthy of help. I never thought about it until I came into the OA rooms. But now I see why I lived most of my life mindlessly. I taught myself to protect the little girl within. I was considered the oversensitive child. I was teased that once again, Annie had her feelings hurt. To protect myself from these emotions that I was unequipped to really understand, I stayed busy and stuffed myself with food. I binged ate. My first memory of using food to soothe my anxiety was around eight years of age. I remember waking early in the morning, feeling lonely and anxious. My young mind was already worried about leading up to the responsibilities of the day. So I would get up early before anyone else as I would have the privacy and choice of food to take into the basement and quickly devour. Realizing I could eat another box, yet I didn't dare, for I knew my mother would question two missing boxes, and I feared the ramifications. Binge eating quickly became a daily, private, and shameful act. I ate more and more and still was never satisfied. The more I binged, the more I hated myself. But somehow when I binged, when I was in that binge, I had a reprieve from my emotions. I didn't understand the desire to binge, but now I do. All I knew was a feeling of shame around my binge eating. My three main fears are I'm not good enough. It's all my fault. And who do I think I am that I really don't deserve to live? a good, healthy life. I became fearful of exploring these thoughts that crept into my mind. What if I couldn't deal with the truth? And as my life filled up with anxiety and I became more unsettled, unresolved issues and broken relationships stacked up. The bigger the pile, the more I felt the need to binge. By the time I reached adulthood, I had a daily mountain of anger and resentment facing me. I couldn't let go of my anger. I really didn't know how. So to deal with these emotions, I binged multiple times a day, which gave me a reprieve from my anger. I also ignored times of contentment and gratefulness. 
success. And when I went to college, I was determined to be a success and to make friends and date. I was an athlete. I had lots of friends to a point. But as you expect, my friends only went so far. People were quickly attracted to me for my outgoing personality, which really is part of my protective armor. But no one stayed around too long. I washed up with friends. Boyfriends came and went. Girls realized I was an unpredictable, angry person and moved on. I will always remember one friend who had the courage to say to me as she walked out, and you just don't get it, do you? I wondered, what was she talking about? Because I really didn't get it. With each reaction, I found Binge waiting right there for me. He was there to soothe the fears around being rejected. In college, I I totally focused on myself. I was away from my family, who I blamed for most of my problems, working hard to succeed academically and practicing my sport to be the best on the team. I was popular, but it was never enough for me. Deep down, I really hated myself. I was afraid. My head would constantly ask what if questions. What if I fail? What if I get into an accident? Who's going to be there for me? Who will help me? What if someone ghosts me again? All these what ifs. In college, I didn't have the privacy or food available to self-soothe with that chosen drug. The thinner I became, my anxiety increased. I started to hate myself even more. I didn't understand why. I thought, here I am, I'm finding success, but I'm miserable. Why? And by the time I was into my sophomore year, I was washed up. I contracted an autoimmune disease called mono, and I had to go home. I was hospitalized for dehydration and malnutrition. At this point, you know, I was 5'10", I weighed 115 pounds. It took me seven months to recover from mono, and I had to go home to people who viewed me as an unwelcomed nuisance, an interruption to their plans. I became isolated and depressed. But my old friend Binge was right there waiting to soothe my mind. And soon the weight came back on. After a stay at home, I went back to college, not even considering the recent health scare as a wake-up call. I vowed to myself that I would self-care and kick Binge to the door because I never planned to go home again. Here I met my future husband. We planned to marry, but then he bailed out on me, rejected again. Why? Cold feet? I didn't even consider this rejection as a wake-up call either to work on myself. I just plowed through life as quickly as I could for fear of slowing down would cause me to figure out what's wrong with me. And that really scared me. So I moved on, rationalizing. It's not me, but him. My binges became less frequent at this point, but so much more intense. Feelings of being overwhelmed and not acceptable consumed me. A few months later, my husband came back around and eventually we married. You know, did I marry for the right reasons? Probably not because I didn't understand what that was. And then out of college and married, I worked hard to support my husband through grad school. I really liked working and I had great success there, but the food started to become a siren call and my weight continued to increase. I became lonely and started isolating. The self-hate talk increased in my mind. Here a light bulb goes on and I realize I was binge eating to soothe anger and anxiety. I didn't think I was worthy of help, so I really didn't ask for any at this point either. I developed a resentment toward my mother. I felt I really never wanted to see her again. 
And here's where I realized that something was very wrong inside my head, that I really hated myself, not her. So years of mindless living went by and I started to trust in my control, my five-year plan, my profession, and the forecast of my bright road that I had all planned out in my head. Life was busy, but it was very messy. The self-hate talk in my head was constantly there. And I continued to escape that negative self-talk by running to binge. My weight continued to balloon up. One day I realized I didn't like working this hard anymore. I was tired. I had no friends. I was stuck in a marriage that was not what it should be. I kept eating to soothe. I knew I was eating myself to death when diagnosed with diabetes. For some reason, now I cared. I knew that the power of this disease could kill me and I really didn't want to die. I know I knew I needed to change. So I found a way completely accidental in my mind. In search for answers to diabetes, I stumbled across a post that mentioned OA. I went to the Zoom meeting. I listened for a good month, sitting in the background, not sharing, not trusting. And once again, I was afraid of the truth and of failure. I thought I really didn't deserve recovery. But the honesty of the people in the room was overwhelming to me. Here I found people sharing their ugly paths. They weren't hiding from it. They were growing because of it. These people were thankful, happy, funny people with visions. I realized that if I was to be happy and to understand my life, way these people understand their stories, then I needed to stop hiding. I had to be courageous enough to take the first step to admit I am powerless over my binge eating. These thoughts were terrifying. I wasn't used to letting down my facade. I felt vulnerable and I was afraid of rejection, but I also knew I had no choice. In spite of my diabetes diagnosis, I could not stop binge eating. I was so scared, but I became honest and willing to let go of that fear. I remember the first day I said, hi, I'm Ann H., compulsive overeater. I felt as if I was like on a bungee jumping off a bridge into a deep gorge. My mind said that this cord would safely and securely deliver me to the ground, but my heart was screaming in fear. What if all of this truth is too much for me? I was overwhelmed and I started to cry. I couldn't say much more after that. The truth really did hit hard. I was really at an all-time low. I felt worthless and lonely, but I knew this group was real. Deep down, I knew my answers were here. So that day I went to the OA website. I ordered the 12 and 12 book and workbook. I ordered a big book too. And then I downloaded the big book on a a website, a free website, and I started reading. Man, was I hooked. I just read and read. I read the big book again. I really identified with each page and each testimony. I, I, I realized I was reading solutions. I wanted to understand myself and why I felt the way I did. So for me, the first step was honesty. Now, hi, I'm Ann H., compulsive over either. I survived that first step, that honest, to be honest with myself. And that really kick-started me to the truth. The more I read and learned, the more I worked the steps, the more hopeful I became. I rediscovered God. I 
and the love God had for me instantly became less anxious the more I surrendered. I was finally asking God for willingness to be teachable and honest. And then next was my surrendering of my control and ways negative thinking. They ruled my life. I acknowledged that God was greater than me and that only God could restore me. I slowly felt glimpse of hope. My self-hate talk lessened. My compulsive negative body image talk started to fade away. Thoughts of binge invaded. I just prayed and prayed for those first months. I started to meditate. I went to virtual OA meetings daily, and I found that the more I was entirely honest with myself and with the group, the quieter my mind became. The more I surrendered to God, the less the food was an issue. I started to shed pounds. I remember the day I got on my knees and recommitted my life over to God. I stepped forward for the first time, not in my own willpower, but in faith. Then I found a sponsor to help me walk through step four. I burned a lot of bridges in my life, and I had a lot of reconstruction ahead of me. I was fearless with this step for some reason. I was encouraged by my sponsor. I was daily asking my higher power to work ahead of me in the lives of those that I needed to make amends to. I wanted to make amends to those I hurt. I wanted to stop living with fear and resentment of the past. I wanted the hope for the future, and I wanted joy to live in the present. So while I While on my knees, I read my step four out loud to God, and then I stood in front of the mirror and read it to me. And that day, I felt so much lighter, almost like a child. I felt free from emotional bondage. My thoughts of binging even faded more. My sponsor and I worked step five together as I read aloud to her my step four. You know, I thought I would be embarrassed by confessing to someone all that I spent a lifetime hiding but I didn't. In the end, my sponsor said, is that it? Nothing else? I said, that's it. It's enough. She said, good. You sound like a very human being. And that was it. I just moved on. So as I studied and I went to meetings, I prayed for more faith and understanding. I found my desire to recover increase. Here, my words started to take action. I started to practice my new thinking to the best of my ability. My habits started to change. I lost the desire to be the big presence in the room and to control situations and people. I was surprised when others mentioned I was changing. I actually found myself laughing again and having some peace. Prayed constantly, Lord, do with me what I cannot do for myself remove my shortcomings. And as God releases my character defects, I really claim each release as a miracle, evidence of my higher power, healing love. And then I had to get my heart and mind ready. I started to reconstruct those bridges of my life. I humbly went to the people whom I had harmed and honestly, fully open, made amends. I also made amends to those indirect amends, to those I could not make direct amends to by writing letters. And that included a living amends to them. This included my parents who passed away some time ago. As I did this, I became less afraid, more alive, more appreciative of people in my life. And I was also noticing I was less controlled by food, and food thoughts. You guys say that cleaned up my side of the street. I guess that's what I did. Most amends went much better than expected. And the feeling of lightness increases, increased. I no longer needed the crutch of excess food to hide behind. 
So today I have a life plan, which includes a meal plan. I ask God every day to increase my faith. Prayer and meditation are now a daily commitment. I pray for the knowledge to do God's will and the power to carry out whatever he has for me. I attend an OA meeting almost daily. I connect with my sponsor twice a week. I will forever be thankful for her willingness to take me on. She was there waiting for me, and it really feels good to be understood. I joined a study group called Drop the Rock that helps me understand and release my character defects. I also joined another big book study group. Now I'm asking God where I can serve, whom I can encourage. So I put my number out there for anyone who wants an understanding ear. The story which I was once ashamed of, afraid to admit, has become a song that I freely share in hopes that it will encourage others to recovery. Today, I'm praying that God gives me a new vision for my life. I'm not trying to manipulate or control it. I am just waiting on God. I already know that my OA family is part of my new vision. So thank you all for your willingness to be honest and to make room for me. I really do feel I am renewed. And I I deep, deep in my heart believe that each day I, we all get better. So welcome everyone to this meeting. I'm Ann H., a recovering overeater.